0: Harry athletics the best pair of training shorts in the game they do rashies they do shirts but what i love is they have shorts for you to roll in as well as shorts for you to chill in i love them because they're so multi-purpose and they look awesome now you can get your hands on these and you get 20 percent off with the code bulletproof20 at checkout get yours today ladies and gentlemen welcome to another bulletproof for bj podcast Q&A for BJJ. Now, if you have a question for us and you would like to get it to us on the show, go to the website, bulletproofforbjj.com. Go to the podcast tab. Scroll down. There is a red button and you can leave us a voicemail. Let us know who you are, where you're from, and get to your question and we will answer it for you. Bam. Who's first?
2: First one coming in from Fabrizio Cordero. Oh, dang. Ooh. I love that
1: name. Hey, guys. Fabricio here from Brazil. First of all, thanks for the content. It's amazing. It's been really, really helpful. So yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, Let's go to the question. I'm 40 years old, 5.8 feet tall, 167 pounds, right? I'm a white belt uh, training for nine months right now in a great Alliance gym in my city. And I train four or five days a week consistently, every week, right? And I'm having like a hard time trying to sweep heavier opponents. I'm talking about two hundred pounds guys, two hundred and twenty pounds, some of them even heavier. And when you when I roll, and at this stage we just roll against other white belts. Uh, usually I pull guard when I roll. I like to be on guard. I like to train guard. It's my main goal right now to improve my guard, but against heavier opponents. Like it's, it's been really difficult to sweep them and I would love to improve my sweeps. Right. Uh, but the last few days, I was wonder, wondering if I should change my strategy against them, if I should like, uh, try some takedowns to be on top once in a while, or if I should keep pulling guard to, you know, to improve my guard against them. And yeah, what do you think choose from Brazil? Awesome. What a legend.
0: Yeah, lovely. Thanks, Fab. Um, look, my take on this is, is two, thi- well, two things that helped me with my sweeping. First one was something uh, Dan Cherubin told me, which was when you get your grips for a sweep, uh, that's not enough. You can have your controls, but you need to have the person's weight. So if you don't actually have their – if you haven't broken their balance or their weight is not on you, you're not going to sweep. Even if you're like, oh, I've got everything organized – they should be getting swept right now. The control and the weight is the key. Because sometimes if you have their weight on you, but you don't have control, you also won't sweep them. Those are two key components. And, and the other second lesson on that was from Michael Langey, And he said this to me. He said, if you want to submit somebody, fake the sweep, you'll get the submission. If you want to sweep somebody, kind of threaten an attack, like threaten the submission, and then you, they will do something which will enable you to get a sweep. Hmm. So it sounds a bit strange, but it's a little bit like misdirection with um, like magic. You're like, oh, look over here. Oh, do this. Often when you're early in jiu-jitsu, you just do the thing. You're like, I want the armbar. I go to the armbar. I do that. That's it. But actually to get the armbar, you have to usually get them to post or commit or something like that. My advice is, yeah, you should definitely learn, take downs, learn passing guard, do all that. But if you want to make your sweeps more effective, see if you can work out if maybe you're not bringing their weight onto you to be able to sweep them. And two, maybe you need to be a bit more threatening from your guard. If you have no threat of submission, there's no reason for them to want to do anything that's going to put them off balance. That's what I'd say.
2: Yeah, it's great. I, I agree. I think um, I look back to some of my sweep attempts or well, all of my jiu-jitsu when I was earlier on was kind of like very too, like single-dimension. It's like, oh, I've got the grips, I go for the technique. But often if the person knows what I'm trying to do, then they just shut it down. It's blocky. And it's like, fuck, that thing didn't work for me. Whereas I wasn't, if I, if I were to weave that thing in with some other counter or like you said, like making them think about the submission then applying the sweep, whatever, now it starts to be more successful. I think um, one strategy I would employ beyond what JT said would be to, if you're finding that you're trying to get someone's weight onto you, and you can't and you're like fuck this isn't working i would look to wrestle up yeah and so because you're the smaller guy so when you're the smaller guy you have the speed advantage generally and this is something that adam child's always said it's like when you're fighting someone that's bigger than you training someone bigger than you you should be using your speed against them and so the wrestle up is like trying to get the sweep they're keeping their hips back i can't get it so then i just go fuck this and i just come up yeah and i'm looking to go for the single or just tap the knee and push them over whatever it is Hit the wrestle-up. It works in really nicely with the sweep attempt. Yes, sir. All right, next one. Spaz Rocket (laughs) 1.
0: Perfect.
3: Joey, JT, I've got two questions for you. What are your top five BJJ matches of all time? Looking for a bit of motivation while we're doing the mobility and the stretching. And secondly, what is the number one submission finish in your opinion? Shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My God, uh, Spaz <laughs> Rocket, Rocket What a line. fucking legend The man We love you Spaz Rocket You're the man And a great finish there I, uh, top, top, chan- f- top five matches Channeling Joey there I've got I've got five Go on yeah. Just pure jujitsu. Definitely You've got to say Hodja Gracie versus Jacare Back in the day Where Jacare's arm gets Fucking broken He stuffs it in his belt And jumps around That was up there As number one For a long time Marcus Boucher Versus Hedolfo when Hadolfo was champ, it was a changing of the guards. It's, it's listed on the internet as the greatest match of all time. I don't know about that. Hadolfo risks it for the biscuit. He goes to the armbar, he misses, and his coach fucking chews him out for it. But yeah, it's, a, it's an epic match. Um, I think Leandro Lowe versus he takes him down. You know, it's a big takedown. He goes like for a double and boom, and he's like, yeah. Erbeth? Oh, yeah, Erva Santos. Yeah. Leandro versus Urva Santos. Pretty good. Like any Leandro low match where he just pulls it out. For me, Leandro is just one of the, the greats. Um, a, a pretty amazing match. Now, this broke my heart, which is uh, Huffer Mendez versus Cabrinha. He armbars Cabrinha at the Pan Am's. Fuck. I was such a Cabrinha fan. And I was kind of, I didn't hate the Mendez brothers, but I was like, oh, they're so, I think they're so good. And, Cabrinha's my guy you know i trained with him a bunch and bro he passed Cabrinha's guard and he arm locked the shit out of him it was pretty wow amazing and then man there's so many good matches like fuck these matches like just five bro, bro fuck you're at four oh, um gary tonin versus russamir falares like versus uh, toquino yeah bro Tonin almost heel hooks him. Tonin gets his back. He slams the fuck out of it's Gary. A great Tonin. Match. Gary Tonin. At that, that's like for me. It wasn't peak, but it was pretty, pretty fucking up there. Yeah. And then there's like I don't know. Oh, sorry. And also just on Giles's run at the ADCC. All those matches. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm I'm not a, a good reference point for this because I never watched. I didn't watch any gi Jitsu really. So I, one of those, some of those ones you mentioned, I'm like fuck yeah, I'm gonna watch those. Thanks. Right. Um, for me, it's a pretty weak attempt, but I really like um, Meta Morris Eddie Bravo versus Hoyla Gracie. Yeah, of course. The that's rematch, so famous, right? Yeah, yeah, I fucking love that match. I think that's a great watch. I really liked from ADCC two years ago um, Fabrizio Andre versus Victor Hugo. Amazing match. Yeah, amazing match. Um, and then probably anything with Mika Galvan. Um, Galvan or Fabrizio Andre, like anything from the last few years. No Gi from them, so or even Gi is just fucking exciting.
0: Yeah, and that, I guess that's the hard thing now. There's less of those iconic matchups of like, this guy's a champion, this guy's a champion,
2: they face
0: off. Yeah. Kind of thing.
2: Yeah, there's just so many matches now.
0: Yeah, and look, you know, like, a, we won't go into it too hard, but like, for example, I thought one of the greatest matches of all time would be Gordon Ryan versus Bouchesha. It was not. It was actually one of the most boring matches of all time, which is the final of the absolute. Of the ADCC in I 2019 I think
2: st- I still liked it But I guess it's Because it's the final no, And it's all that Nothing really happened right? Gordon was hitting that Fucking shoulder, crunch, shoulder punch,
0: But that was about it Yeah and, and not much else happened Whereas if you look at Gary Tonin did a flying Scissors takedown Into heel hook Against Edwin Najmi And you're yeah. like Whoa What the f-? Anything Gary Tonin It's exciting times Anything Gary Oh What'd we say The most devastating Submission Oh yeah of all time. the most devastating Sub I think it's RNC right well i mean
1: i
2: guess yeah he's like in our opinion i don't know like yeah i mean we know right statistically
0: it's what heel hook or rear naked choke Choke. based off adcc yeah but i mean that i i think the truth in that is it's a really primal thing if you don't tap you you go unconscious and it's pretty hard to trying to think what's deny
2: what's truly devastating though like i'm thinking banana split (laughs) <laughs> you know, like that—that that will fuck not you against, up.
0: Not against me, bro. That's just a good partner <laughs> stretch. It's just yoga to <laughs> me, baby. It's true. Please, I enjoy it. I—I I think gi, no gee, RNC. I think the rear naked choke is just—it's just undeniable. That's—that's that's what I'd say. I think if you can get someone's back and choke them. That's that's what you see. It's pretty high percentage. Yeah, now. but they
2: can get up and then they're not injured and don't have to go to hospital. I'm thinking devastating. They I'm might die, like
0: bro. You could kill someone. Like that's that's death. That when you choke someone I unconscious. Mean, that's... yeah, if you held it
2: for like an extra two and a half minutes.
0: But you're just talking about. I'm talking <laughs> like what fucks someone up. The mo- I'm thinking,
2: I'm thinking the power that's power bomb. That's, that's what about spaz flip- rockets like, bl- bro. Give me the fucking carnage. Rampage <laughs>
0: Jackson <laughs> slam against a closed triangle. Ricardo Arona. Go, yeah,
2: Ricardo Arona. Go the Brazilian tiger. Bruh. All right. No question coming. Thanks, Baz Rocket. Fucking legend. Great. She yeah. is. Stefan.
3: Gentlemen, love the podcast. I'll get straight to it. Last year, November, I entered a comp under 99 kilo division. I ended up getting bumped up to open weight and fought dudes about 20 to 25 kilos bigger than myself. Oh. Um, I ended up injuring my back. So I've taken some time off the mats to do some body maintenance. And I'm about 75% at the moment. Um, I already had some goals for 2024 six jiu-jitsu comps, a marathon in November, join a thousand pound club and get 15 consecutive pull-ups. Uh, I'm 94 kilos and six foot. Prior to my injury, I had 180 kilo deadlift, 110 kilo bench and 100 kilo squat. Um, I can do five pull-ups consecutively. Uh, my plan with Jiu- Jitsu was to focus on strength and conditioning and do one or two privates a month, go to a weekly open mat and do some running. Um, my question to you gentlemen is how realistic do you think my goals are and what do you think I should add or remove to maintain balance? Uh, I appreciate your feedback. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Keep up the great work. Cheers.
2: Stefan's hungry. Oh bro. That's so much. So we're saying six jujitsu comps run a marathon in November. Thousand pound club. which is pound like, club. Like, is that like, like 400 a, 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 50 kilos?
0: Yeah, but it's like, I think it's, I don't think that's for deadlift. I think he's talking across lifts. Yeah, yeah, three combined. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And then uh, 15 consecutive pull-ups.
0: Yeah, look, it's... Okay, speak to that. If you're healthy, like if you've recovered from your back injuries and you're full-blown healthy, I think you can tick all those boxes across 12 months, but I would not try and hit them simultaneously. Yeah. That's what I'd say. I would actually say it will be easier for you to focus on your strengths and, and work on your strength goals and your jiu-jitsu goals. And then once you've hit those numbers or whatever you've achieved, then move more towards the endurance and, and, and the longer running and stuff like that. Because I think being stronger and coming into the endurance work, you'll fare better than going the other way, spending six months doing a shit ton of running, running a marathon and then trying to lift the weights. I actually think that will make your path harder. Yeah, it's a lot, man. I would actually reduce. I wouldn't. I wouldn't aim for all those things. I don't want to limit you because you sound like a fucking powerhouse and you're going for it and good on you. Um, but I'd say, strength goals first. Kind of sprinkle in the comps as you go, and then I'd look to do the endurance stuff later.
2: Yeah, like, it's yeah. big. I w- it's big. I would agree with that. I think like when it comes to setting goals, I guess you know here's what we don't know is like what's your intention behind each of those goals. Mm. And, you know, it can be easy to go like, oh, I'd like to be able to do that. I'd like to be able to do that. Okay, cool. Let's make a list and we've got 12 months. When in reality, it's like, well, why don't you just do two of those mm-hmm. and then put, leave the other two for the next year? Yeah. I think JT spot on with the strength first and then the endurance piece later. I think that like pull-up goals for me are always kind of, I don't get them because I think, and I know that a lot of people set them like, oh, I want to do 20 pull-ups. right? And I, you know, the journey the journey is the, the benefit. But I also think like, Physically, there's actually not a huge amount of benefit to just being able to add more pull-ups. Like, you often you risk, especially you know, I'm guessing you're a thick individual, right? Like with all your squat with your six with your 40, powerlifting numbers. Kilos. No, like he's no. a he's a relatively proportioned human. Okay, yep, no, that's right. He did say, um, you know, I'd be like, you know, are you risking like elbow tendonitis chasing all these pull-ups? Possible. So I just go like thousand pound club six jiu jitsu comps, and here's the deal: what if you can achieve that in the first seven months of the year Mm -hmm. then fucking sign up for a a marathon in december five months yeah like you can you can do it but i think that yeah often chasing a lot and then falling short on all of them is is a like you know if you could just chase less and achieve 100
0: percent, that's mad it's the way yeah i think people probably don't perceive that um trying to do both at the same time you know chase two hairs catch none like it's it's really it's like when people say yeah i want to lose weight but i want to get stronger those don't go together they just don't yeah i mean it doesn't mean you you can't gain some strength as you get leaner but every person who tries to get stronger ultimately will eat more calories to keep up with the the demand of what it takes so yeah i don't want to yeah i don't want to limit you brother but i'd just say choose them work on them individually over time and cumulatively over 12 months you'll probably tick most of those boxes.
2: Yeah, like here's a, here's a thought. If, you, um, you know, if you're planning on training at a reasonably high output like you are, for let's, let's just guess that you're in your mid-30s and you want to do this for another two decades. Yeah. Well, that's another 20 years where you can pick f- like two to four goals a year. Mm. So like let's just say you pick two goals. That's still like over the next 20 years, that's 40 goals. Phew. That's 40 fucking awesome achievements. Yeah. So there's no rush. Yes. In that way definitely keep us updated though
0: yes yeah, on that
2: path good questions today awesome nice to hear from the brazilian fam yeah it's cool spaz rocket coming in Sp- with a little bit of fucking heat i love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good guys if you got a question for us go to the website bulletproof for bjj.com podcast tab leave us a voicemail and we'll feature you on the next episode thank you much love of course.